When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm just going to say a bunch of funny stuff. (laughs) That's how I like to do it. (laughs) This is Comedy Zone Brad Wenzel, and I have a new stand-up special called Joke, Joke, Joke. Check it out. Dave Thomas named Wendy's after his daughter, Wendy, which is super crazy when you think about it, because his oldest son was named Burger Shack Thomas. (laughs) I think... I think a UFC fight would look more organic if the referee was a drunk woman who kept yelling, you guys. (laughs) I don't like the evil clown from the It movie, but I bet nobody hates Pennywise more than a regular clown trapped in a storm drain. (laughs) He's like, I know this looks bad. But please help me. (laughs) The special's on YouTube, the album, wherever you get comedy albums. You can buy the vinyl if you want. It spins. Bradcomedy.com for links. Or at Brad Wenzel on Instagram. I don't have segues for any of these. Welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined as always by the <laughs> Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? You know, I'm doing great. I'm going to bring in our guest early on this one because I had a big weekend with our guest because not only yes. did we did I get to open for his wonderful one-man show, My Dad Isn't Danny DeVito, on Saturday night. It was a hot show. It was a great room. I also mm-hmm. got to guard him in basketball the next night. So we've had a big That's weekend. That's right. We've, we've got Lin-Manuel Miranda today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's, uh, what's up, you guys? It's me, Lin-Manuel. And I'm here. I'm, you know, I've been sell stuff. Alexander Hamilton. You got it. <laughs> Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. This is good. This um, is good stuff. <laughs> yeah, this Tommy doesn't even know it. This weekend was actually my bachelor party. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, it was just, I didn't want to tell anybody, but what all I wanted for my bachelor party was to see Tommy two days in a row in two very unique settings. Um, one where he did 10 minutes of his, uh, you know, his grit and grind version of stand-up comedy and uh, sure. his uh, finesse style basketball. People don't realize Tommy has changed his style dramatically, and he does tell it, in fact, how it is now on stage. He brings his creatine on stage with him. I think it's uh, interesting. You go to see see Tommy Mac now, you're going to find out exactly how many genders there are. Yeah. Well, he brings out a chart. 
And he brings out a chart and he goes through one by one the differences in each strength and weaknesses in each of them. And um, how he and Tommy, what Tommy says, he goes, it's, you can smell gender. Oh, my God. And then he goes through what each of them smell like. Their unique stench. Yeah, sure. And, um, and how it they affects all the air like quality. Shit. Yeah, he does. That's the fun joke that he does. It's uh, yeah. He has Tupperware's full of shit. And then he, he opens one up after he needs a check. Yeah, I was going to compliment your show, and Anthony, and uh, now I think it sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, would, I wanted to compliment your show. And that's, you know, Tommy. that's what Tommy calls his one-man show. He goes, one country, four million genders. Why? Question mark. It's good to end with Gun a question emoji. mark, yeah. Eight billion genders. <laughs> Um, but Anthony, have you guys watched? Oh yeah, Anthony, uh, past guest of this show. Too excited to talk to you guys. (laughs) Yeah, Um, we have Anthony DeVito today. He he did train on the show. Famously told a story about uh, knowing the guys from Train, and then uh, when we asked him to do this episode, he completely forgot the premise of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, Tommy, will you tell the people what his idea for the show was? So Anthony I apparently forgot we have any premise because I was like, well, Tom was like, so what are we going to talk about? And I was like, yeah, any ideas come to mind? Anthony said, uh, this is a direct quote, a vacation headspace and white boys. White boys. <laughs> Neither of which are bad yeah, I names. Like, I did, this is how stupid this fucking show is. I was like, God damn it, I've never heard of either of these bands. <laughs> Vacation headspace and white boys. <laughs> I think that should be a band. Uh, 100%. <laughs> Featuring the white boys. <laughs> 100% should be a band. It probably is uh, somewhere. Vacation yeah. headspace. I'll tell you like right now, I love both of those bands. I know my musical interests. I'm a I'm a parrot head who's never listened to a moment of Jimmy Buffett, but I know I love them. And I love so and I, I love so much rap music that of course I'd like a band named White Boys. Man, I have you guys ever just like uh, to make yourselves happy on the weekend? Um, just gone through the list of what Jimmy Buffett names his songs. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> no, we, we've I talked not. about old Jimmy. He, he's got uh, yeah, our, yeah. our favorite on this show is a Jamaica Mistaka. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a coconut telegraph man myself. <laughs> oh man, just like the happiest fucking guy. I was in Key West and we floated by a place that I think he owns or like a some. I think there was something to that effect, and uh, just seems like the way to go, man. Yeah, I think as you get older, you start to really understand parrot heads more and more. Like, um, mm-hmm. they had it right the whole time. Like when you're, oh, yeah. when you're younger, you're like, look at these fucking idiots, Hawaiian shirts, 60 years old. They're all, they're all pale. <laughs> and they just seem horrible. And then you hit like 35 and you're like, ah, oh, man, is there like an entry fee? How do I get it? <laughs> we get hazed for a while. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 I wonder what the hazing. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Chug a margarita and uh, and eat the salt, and then pour the salt in your own wounds. <laughs> <laughs> they beat the shit out of you with palm fronds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of waterboarding. Um, and, uh, yeah, with but with but with ice cold beer. Uh, <laughs> dude, you ever been beer boarded, dude? <laughs> It's like I'm mad, but I am drunk. Yeah. So I'm not mad. 
Oh boy, peanut butter conspiracy. I wonder what that one's about. <laughs> I'm just looking at <laughs> I'm looking at song names now. God, what an it more innocent time when he it just was just puts... a bunch of peanut butter conspiracies. <laughs> he just slap, he slaps any words together. It's great. Something yeah. so feminine about a mandolin. <laughs> no, that can't be a song. That's, that is, I swear to God, a song title from Jimmy Buffett. See, that seems more like a James Buffett than a Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cowboy in the Jungle. That's just your classic uh, uh, fish out of water story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your Tim Allen movie. Woman going crazy on Caroline Street. You shouldn't say that women are crazy. That's one thing I know. They don't care what street they're I think, on. Yeah, it does not matter. Yeah, but what if you went to Caroline Street and you're like, indeed, Jimmy was right. Women yeah. women do be crazy on the street. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to talk about a vacation headspace. What exactly is it? Was it, it are you on vacation? What's happening? <laughs> Yeah, no, man. Yeah, vacation in headspace. Uh, no, I just said whatever two things I could put together that were the funniest together, <laughs> and I did forget that you. I I assumed here's what I I assumed you guys didn't have a theme anymore since um, it's just been a while. Yeah, and usually like yeah. I've been meaning to talk to Tommy about that. I do think <laughs> we should just slowly phase out any kind of theme. Mostly, I, we should be talking about the different genders and uh, enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i exactly like i assumed um because you know you have a podcast long enough and then obviously tommy now that you're in la uh or tom mm-hmm. rather yes. um you uh you just kind of want to like hang out rather than like yeah. stick to a theme so that's why i wrote that as like I don't know, man. Let's just uh, let's just jam on whatever headspace, yeah, vacation dude. headspace, and white boys meets. I just want to vibe out to white <laughs> boys or whatever. Let's just talk about white boys. But then we, when we did True, get you to give us a topic, off. you pitched the exact opposite of Jimmy Buffett, which is counter burst yes. bright eyes. So. Is, I was just yeah. thinking that when we were talking about these songs, I was like, "Well, you certainly didn't pick." He did pick a white no, boy. Style but. Of Unlike the least chill. Yeah, unlike Tom and his limited scope of gender, I my I like all kinds of music. I declared that bit I over. <laughs> what bit, Tommy? Just stand by your philosophy. <laughs> yeah, man. This isn't um, about bits anymore. <laughs> we are yeah. telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, what if you guys pivoted into a truth teller podcast? Like, we're no longer stand by your band. <laughs> now we tell the truth. No, as we, we don't see talk it. about Kid Rock anymore. We smoke fat stogies and we talk about what's really going on with the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man god um, oh man so yeah you know what I the see. real virus is is woke that's um, right that's right uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah man you don't get that at the hospital you go to you go to your local public radio station that's and you right. contracted wokeness <laughs> you contracted, and the only vaccine is a fatter stogie than the one i'm smoking <laughs> on and, and a big jar of fucking scotch <laughs> yeah when did everyone turn into ron white um <laughs> what's funny is i do those things i smoke cigars and i drink totally, whiskey yeah. and scotch and stuff but it's like i don't feel like those guys at all i just enjoy those things and yeah. it sucks that you can't uh, enjoy those things without 
Yeah. You know, have, be, being an old country man. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, you, your politics have to change if you want mm-hmm. to enjoy things that people have enjoyed for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, 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 well, they make that their identity. That's the issue. Right. You know, it's like. They they have a scotch and a cigar in their hand, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Yeah, Hillary was a cunt," you know. <laughs> like, it's just like, man, why can't you just like enjoy a drink and yeah, a smoke? Yeah. Elizabeth Warren was a Pocahontas or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's so strange. Every yeah. it's, it's a real weird thing. I don't know why. Um, and maybe it's always been like this, and we just weren't alive for it. But like, mm-hmm. uh, men really have to let you know they're men now. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, we're looking at your face. You're a man. What's the issue? Like, you know, yeah. why do we gonna go so far? Mm-hmm. That's why I like these Jeff Sheen types who just don't give a shit about, for, like, old school masculinity. <laughs> they just uh, welcome the opportunity to be a little bitch boy. <laughs> and I am all for it. Yeah, and he... well, I, I've heard Jeff's been selling tutus on the road as his merch. <laughs> Lacy tutus. Buy my, buy my tutus. Is that you know, the voice? voice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's spot on. If listeners are going to be kind of confused there. Jeff did not call in to uh, sell his <laughs> Oh, he does have a new podcast that, was... that we will not be promoting uh, on here. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, sent you guys uh, Bright Eyes or The Locks. I haven't heard of The Locks. Um, the yeah, Locks are, um, they're a rap group from Yonkers uh, no. from the 90s. Jadakiss, uh, Styles, and Sheik. Oh, shit. Yes. Uh, extremely hard. Like, like um, Styles went to jail. Those are the kind of rap, like, I have a wide spectrum of music that I like. It's either Clearly, rappers we who, went with Connor Oberst. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> rappers who went to jail or guys who can't get over a girl who got away in high school. <laughs> Those are my two favorite genres <laughs> of music. Yep. And in Connor Oberst's case, she's still in high school and he's uh, yeah. his age. JK. <laughs> to be fair, um, he looks like he's still in high school and acts like that. That's true. Let's get into it. We're talking Bright Eyes today. A band, I, one of the last concerts I've seen, actually. Uh, I saw at uh, Forest Hills uh, Stadium or whatever in New York last year. I think uh, we, we were at the same show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of comics were at that, too. Um, yeah, a lot. Yeah, me, you, Max Fine. Every yeah, Max comic Fine. you would guess that would be at the show. Well, they usually do I an am- open mic at that stadium. Uh, so there's a big confusion. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one for me because I th- I want to say I went with Kevin or something like that, and he was like, "Let's go to this," and then I went. It's I I'm not a huge bright eyes guy, so I didn't know what I was walking into, and it felt like the type of show where I. You know those shows you go to where you're like, I did not do the assignment, honey. I did not (laughs) listen to the homework, and now I'd feel left out. And uh, also, he was in quite a mood. He seemed very pissy the whole time. He came out with like a whole like top hat and cape and shit, and then he was like, "This is stupid. What the fuck am I even doing?" (laughs) (laughs) It was a horrible show. Uh, It was absolutely horrible. He forgot the words for half of his songs. Yeah. Um, he seemed like a guy, I mean, I know he's, uh, recently divorced and then, um, I think his brother died some years ago. He's a guy mm-hmm. going through Cause I've seen him 
I'm 40. I, I, the first time I saw him is when I was 22 at Webster mm-hmm. Hall. And he very much was the same guy that he was at 22. And I felt horrible for him because, like, he's 40 now. And he, yeah, he came out in a top hat. He, like, couldn't. He was too drunk to remember, at, like, half the words in his songs. And, like, right. that was, like, you know, that was what he should have been doing at 22. You know what I mean? Like, I remember mm-hmm. him, Webster Hall, just crushing PBRs and, like, saying, like, George Bush sucks. And, like, we were all <laughs> like, he does suck. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. this was, like, embarrassing for a 40-year-old to kind of act like this. Because yeah. um, I went because I had written... Um, I've seen him, I think, four times in concert. And uh, the time before that, it was just Conor Oberst, not as bright eyes, at Carnegie Hall. Mm-hmm. And um, my aunt was going through a divorce at the time, and she was in rough shape. And I, I had two tickets. I was going to go with Julia and then my fiance. I mean, and then uh, Julia was like, I don't want to go. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, shit. I don't want to just go alone to Bright Eyes. Like, that's yeah. alarming. Um, <laughs> that puts you on a so, list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, all right, well, my, my, I'll ask my mom if she wants to go like that. You know, that would be like a fun, nice thing. Go to Carnegie Hall. That's a cool, like, whatever. And then my aunt demanded that she also go. But I only had two <laughs> tickets. And they were like, I spent a lot of money. They were like, up front, it was Carnegie Hall. I kind of mm-hmm. was like, Connor Oberst made it. I made it. It was just kind of like this both, like, you know, sort of, um, we both got to a place where we could both be a Carnegie Hall kind of thing. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> my aunt demands she goes. So I had to give, my mom and aunt sat like almost front row to go see a guy they've never <laughs> seen before who they clearly would dislike. And I had to scalp a ticket to sit way up top behind a, a, a column. I never saw the show. I only heard the show. So, oh, my God. That's so they funny. fell asleep during it. It was insane. Oh, my God. So that then, is incredible. So my writing partner, Dan Shackey, and I wrote a pilot um, – like a single cam over the pandemic. And that was like the starting point of the show. And then Julia read the script and felt so bad (laughs) that she was sort of the impetus for all that happening that she surprised (laughs) me with tickets to the Forest Hill show. And then the Forest Uh, Hill show was just a a drunken mess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. I actually, now I'm remembering why I wanted to go to that concert. It was because Waxahachie and, uh, and Lucy Dacus opened. Yes. And I did not realize that, they were actually going to start the show at 5 45 p.m or whatever yeah. and so we got there at six and we heard lucy dacus playing and i was like oh shit like this is the whole reason i wanted to come and then luckily we caught her last song but and waxahachie was great and yeah. then uh and then i i just kind of moped through uh connor over <laughs> said why are we even here um, yeah it was i want to t- go home kevin <laughs> <laughs> You can just leave whenever you want. We don't live together or anything. I don't even want to be here, Kevin. Yeah, that was definitely Julia the whole time. Well, and I was like far and away. I think you know the oldest person there, and definitely the oldest looking person there. So it was like shouting every you know. I was you know every lyric that he missed, I picked up. Julia, I got you, buddy. I could just see Julia rethinking our marriage the whole entire time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's he's tough. A, he's a that pretty paralyzing uh, musician, I think, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you're either like all in on him, and you like you you have an ability to recognize you know uh, genius within literature, 
or you just count discount him as a uh, some kind of you know emo pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely been like in the in the indie news a lot is people having a mm-hmm. bad time at Bright Eyes shows. Um, yeah. I think it's been like a running thing for years now is that he just like can't mm. get it together, and you know who knows what's going on with that, but. I think the catalog, uh, I, I would consider myself a huge fan of the catalog and I, so that was very exciting. Yeah. I love, uh, I love a lot of the music, especially I'm a big, I'm a big lifted. Lifted is my favorite. Oh, it's amazing. And then I'm wide awake. It's morning. <laughs> I'll put number two, but uh, the, the recent solo album, I forget what year it was, was really good too, but I, I'm a big fan of his music. I've, I've only seen him live once, but it was with, uh, it was when he was doing better oblivion community center with uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, uh, yeah, which was an awesome show. Yeah, and that yeah. album is so good too. Like, I don't know where that fits in when you consider his catalog, but it's it's awesome. So I'm definitely a big fan. I was happy to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he's I think he's had he's really at his best when he's kind of held accountable. Um, and I think like um, even like Monsters of Folk is really good, mm-hmm. even though it's like there's times where it's like a little too super groupy, but um, and they can't get like the mix right. But like because when I saw him, I saw him live at Town Hall. Whenever like the parameters, the best I've seen him is Carnegie Hall and Town Hall. And I think whenever the parameters are set up that like he has to not be just like a like an insolent child, <laughs> he's great. But like Webster Hall, Forest Hills, like he was like a mess. And then like Town Hall. He brought out Nora Jones. It was like there was like this like visual artist. There were like these things in place where he was like, I have to be a professional. And when he has to be a professional, he's unbelievable because he really is this like just like generational talent songwriter mm-hmm. and like has been since like, you know, um, even he started like even like, you know, the calendar hung itself, which I sent you guys, which I, I think he wrote in high school, which is like it is super emo-y and like it is yeah. embarrassing to listen to like years <laughs> later. But it does like really capture like the madness of like a young young person going through a breakup like there's so much just like embarrassing rage that like perfectly encapsulates the feeling let's go ahead and listen to some of the calendar hung itself um a title of a song that i uh cannot stand (laughs) (laughs) but these are the song like that's a song where people go fuck that guy and i get it i completely get it but if you've ever been in like even a somewhat similar headspace you're like yeah this rules Mm mm-hmm all right, let's hear some of here. Does he kiss your eyelids when you start to raise your head? And does he sing to you incessantly in the space between your bed and walls? You walk around all day at school, his feet inside your shoes, looking down every few steps to pretend he walks with you. Or does he know that place below your neck is your favorite to be? So that was the calendar fucking hung itself. <laughs> but that's what I love. Even down to the title. The title's so over the top. Everything about it, you're like, good grief, man. And right. I love it. 
I don't think it's yeah. ever going to be meant to be listened to with more than one person is the thing about bright eyes. It's like, it's, it's, it's the ultimate headphone music. And it's like, if you yeah. like it, you like it. But even three people is too many people to listen to at the same time. Like, yeah. this should not it almost be feels like we should turn our cameras off <laughs> yes. when we play these. <laughs> yeah. I've never been judged more for anything in my life than my fandom for bright eyes. And by not just like my guy friends, anyone, like yeah. my mom has heard it and been like, you're all right. Like, what's- <laughs> I, I will say, because he is obviously yeah, he's got such great lyrical talent and reading the lyrics as I was listening, I was enjoying it more than when I just put it on while I was, uh, you know, cleaning up the, the old room and making the bed. I was like. <laughs> The the rhythm was really upsetting me, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and of course his voice, um, which sometimes I do like, and I totally forgot about. You mentioned the like anti Bush shit earlier, and I was yeah. like trying to. I was like, what do I what do I remember from him? And I remember loving that song uh, when the president mm-hmm. uh, prays to, to God, God. or yeah. talks yeah. to God. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah. And I wonder if I would hate that now <laughs> if it's like. It is funny to think it's about Biden now, but <laughs> if he has to update it with each new president. If he did that with each new president, it would be incredible. Um, yeah, I just I remember seeing him do when the president talks to God. I, don't, I, I think it was on Conan. It might have been on The Tonight Show. I forget. Mm-hmm. But he's wearing like a big cowboy hat. It's he, He's just so melodramatic. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like he always gives you what you want in terms of like uh, – being melodramatic and i remember like he threw the cowboy head at the camera at the end of the song as if like you know the country would be like shit i think we just woke up like yeah uh, finally (laughs) yeah it was amazing but i love all the theater surrounding him and i i I love how you know i I love that he's like in my head he's so brave as to not be embarrassed other people Mm -hmm. just see it as like pathetic but i think there's like actual like bravery in him or maybe it's just a lack of self-awareness i don't know yeah but but I do yeah. really, uh, admire it. Let's let's hear just a second of when the president. I'm remembering why I had this song. And it was a girl gave me a mix CD, and this was on it, which is like that's one of those songs that starts playing. And you're like, this woman has zero romantic interest. In When the president talks to God, are the conversations brief or long? Does he ask to rape our women's rights and send poor farm kids off to die? Does God suggest an oil hike when the president talks to God? It still is good. I like it. <laughs> well, you know what's yeah, crazy? Man. I just looked it up because I was trying to remember what late night show he did it on, and he did it on fucking yeah. Leno. That oh, is which takes so yeah. much more balls than to do it on Conan. Yes. You know what I mean? Like just picturing Leno. Oh no! What is he saying? At the desk. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I thought it was a nice song. <laughs> like, they wouldn't even let me say "Oh my God" on the Tonight Show, <laughs> and he got to say "raped our women." Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh man! Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, that's hilarious. That is um, very funny. It was yeah. several months after Bush's reelection. Wow, pretty crazy. Yeah, that's when he um he's I don't I mean like he's just a different guy with an enemy. 
Um, and like uh, when he's younger, his enemy is like heartbreak. And then it turns like into politics. And kind of when he doesn't have an enemy and he's just kind of like pontificating about the world. I think that's mm-hmm. when he's probably most palatable for people um, mm-hmm. because he's like not as uh, I guess you could say whiny. Um but I I love the I love the wine, man. I love I love uh I think it's like a way to stay youthful, you know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. remind like uh to not ingest him in a cynical way, I'm like, oh I'm I'm still like a twenty year old or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda like it's kinda fun to go back there. Well it's kinda funny that you said like we talk on the show a lot about so much of the music that Tommy and I both love <clears throat> is like a twenty three year old girl. Yeah, screaming yeah. about her like her, <laughs> like singer songwriter talking about totally. their emotions and it's like if you think about the actual relationships they're having you're like this is pretty simple but i relate to it yes so deeply uh i think we're all there and then connor obers fits right in there yeah. i mean that's the phoebe bridger mm-hmm. shit it's all mm-hmm. it's all right there for you you know um what's yeah, the did they date? I, I was I was trying to figure out what the story was there. Macman, you're yeah, a, a I'm not, I don't know. I think that's one of those things that people always wondered, but I don't know if it was ever uh, ever gotten old. I was looking up. A lot of people seem to think she like broke apart their marriage or something, mm-hmm. or like the, his marriage. But then other people were like, "No, it was before." And then I saw something where she has a song called "Moon Song" that apparently she makes. Uh, it is a references Connor Ober. There's a little tip that it's about him, even though uh, she doesn't bluntly say it. But that's a great song. I was listening to that mm-hmm. before. Uh, that it started good really good. Yeah. Better Oblivion's like unbelievable. It's like a, they um, they just came together for like a year, made one like truly incredible album, and they were like, all right. <laughs> that's, and that, yeah. that was fucking awesome. <laughs> <See> like, <laughs> um, it's um, weird because I first heard I first heard the first Bright Eyes song I heard was probably the first one a lot of people heard, which is First Day of My Life, because that was the one that yeah. was the most mainstream thing. And mm-hmm. it's just funny because that one is so earnest and romantic, and it's like yeah. everything else is in like direct contrast to it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just like everything else is so sad or angry, and mm-hmm. it's like... Um, and this one's so pretty and like optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. What a great song. I listened to that today, too. It's, it's, it's a beautiful so song. It'll yeah. it, It'll it's a beautiful up. song, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's great. Yeah, you're right, man. It's like, it's so optimistic that like it ends up in, you know, credit card commercials where like, yeah. two, like a couple's like on the beach or whatever. God, isn't um, that the dream? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a credit card having commercial. a credit card. <laughs> My dream oh, is I would having to have a line of credit. <laughs> just, to, just to have a Capital One card in my hand and watch the waves. Man, what a dream. Because people are always asking you what's in your wallet, and you got to say, ah, oh, just some cash. <laughs> it's just cash and some receipts that <laughs> I have got, to get I, my parking validated. God, if, I could, if I could run my fingers over a series of raised numbers oh, on a piece of plastic, I'd just be a happy pictures boy. pictures of my fucking wife. <laughs> I just want a goddamn card. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be heavy. Just a bumpy little card. <laughs> I ain't talking about no debit. <laughs> oh man, just give me them twelve numbers with a security code on the back, and I'm all right. The wind in my hair. That's a good song. Twelve numbers. Laying <laughs> on the beach, with a, admiring your credit card. 
Uh, you put it down next to you. It has little sandals um, that you give it. This is a um, great commercial. I like yeah. this. Well, first uh, save my life, Blaze. Yeah, I first I first heard him. I worked at the uh, college radio station at University of Miami, and wow, that's the my dream. yeah, fuck my god, yeah, and my uh, I think we had the three a.m. slot, and um, we my my best friend in college, also named Connor, we we hosted a show um, where we it was called Radio Art. They the mm-hmm. college radio station didn't know we were doing this, and then we all just got in, like a lot of trouble. We're basically there was like a three track thing, and we'd play all three at once while we just like read scripts that we wrote over that. And then, um, <laughs> then they they emailed us like, "What the fuck is this?" And then we read the email on air over the thing. But I remember Bright Eyes would play, and he it was good enough where we were like, "Hey man, that like that." We would play like rapping Rodney and like wrestler <laughs> songs, and then like, and I, we were like, man, that guy's like very good. Like mm-hmm. whoever like that, and and then that's how like I started going into him, and then went through this like horrific college breakup, and then you know, bright eyes, man, you know, it's like uh, he's there for you. Oh, it's the if best. You're, if you're best a heartbroken twenty year old, best breakup music of all yeah. time. Yeah, no, your breakup yeah, really was the is. best breakup of all time. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, one man, of the best. Thanks, man. Thank you. Top five breakups <laughs> all timer, time. man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got a quick guessing game for you. So whenever Ooh. I really like a musician, I put together a playlist of all my favorite songs by them. I want to see if you guys can guess how long, by minutes, this playlist is for Bright Eyes. It's Bright Eyes, O'Burst, there's some Better Oblivion. Wow. Are we, I think do this we is know a good how way many to songs are on it? How many, like how much you like someone. Well, I think it's it's more fun to guess the, the total length, because I think it's, it tells a story. Okay. And I don't want to count gotcha. all the songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay i this is i i I see where we're going here i like this uh i, I would say 20 songs is like about an hour and five minutes or something like that uh that's a lot of songs though so i'm gonna cut that bad boy down to this is all the songs you love from him this is yeah this play was just like whenever i like a song by him i put it on here and how how much total oh, length is that i see all right, I'm going to go with a full hour and uh, seven minutes and 32 seconds. All righty, Anthony? I'm going three three hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I was being, I was holding back. I would, <laughs> I thought, I mean, every every song's a hit. He's got however many albums. He's been featured on stuff. I, would, I mean, I would say 12 hours, but that's just me. Three hours. I'll, I'll, so I'll say three is like a safe guess. Tommy is uh, wants to watch the new Avatar movie, but he doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> he watches the entire thing in this playlist. It does not loop one well, time. They sync up okay. perfectly, too. <laughs> That's a great idea. If you could sync up your Bright Eyes playlist to Avatar, mm-hmm. I bet it'd be incredible. I can't imagine. Going through just the, the, the skyscape of Pandora while first day of my life plays, come on. Um, the answer was in the middle, but Tom was closer. It was one hour and 50 minutes. A lot of time. 50? Yeah, oh, time. shit. That's it was great. closer than I thought. He's got a lot of tracks. But I, I did win. And so. so, Anthony, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. That ends your episode, and uh, someone will be coming over later to collect your remains, because <laughs> I assume you're going to kill yourself after that brutal loss. Awesome. I, I knew we should have talked white boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, we should hear some more music. That was a great game. Good idea, McMahon. We should do that more. Often. I know. I think that could be a new, uh, new little wrinkle we throw in. I like it. We need more wrinkles. 
Get rid of all your screen, screen creams. <laughs> Toss out your screen creams. Uh, let's hear a bowl of oranges. What do you say? This song I love. This is on that playlist. Yeah. That's a great, very tune. good, yeah, great song. That his his like his lyricism is really from like when your eyes will do some rain and if you're ever gonna mm-hmm. grow to like um, when you're crying I'll try to make you laugh. Like that is such an amazing chunk of like uh, really like um, I think you know um, uh, just great shit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have the eloquency of him. You know? <laughs> 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 just you in the studio, like, yo, great shit, bro. <laughs> great shit, dog. Yeah. That Hot rips, shit. dude. <laughs> that shit bang, That's even better than the locks. <laughs> <laughs> but that shit was lit, <laughs> Mister Bright Eyes. <laughs> yeah, he would hate me. He'd be the. He'd be like, I, I, I'll stop making music if this guy's my fan. I'm just like, dog, that was unbelievable, dude. No, you, you're him, bro. You're him. <laughs> you're him for real. Yeah, dude, that was uh... busting no cap. Honestly, Dan, that just hits different, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but Dang. yeah, no, I, I love that song, uh, so much. I think Lifted is when he has, he, like, he does that with, like, a full orchestra, right, Tommy? That, whole that album is, like, it has so much, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Like, some songs have, like, full orchestration, other songs, I mean, it's just, like, it's one of those, it seems like he threw everything he had at the wall in that one, and it's just, like, yes. it, it's really fun. It's, like, um, I heard Tom Sharpling talks about it, and he just goes, like, he loves how messy it is, and I feel the same way, where it's not, like, it's just, like, truly a guy every idea is on that album and it's like he just yeah. goes for it in a way that i really enjoy yeah and i like that he goes big on that yeah, album too for sure like yeah there's strings because like, you know yeah and i think up until then everything is like more bare bones like um like a, you know obviously especially like fevers and mirrors but then the yeah, lifted feels like big mm-hmm. and then obviously i'm wide awake and digital ash are like two sort of opposing ideas mm-hmm. but like they're also, you know, like Digital Ash is like a, a has a big sound, which is cool. Yeah. I think it works too because, like, he 
you know, like when he's like bigger than the music, that's when I think a lot of people get annoyed because, you know, they're like, I, I just hate this whiny bitch screaming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like when the, when the music overpowers him, yeah. he, he can like kind of uh, ride alongside with it in a, mm-hmm. in a better way. Oh, well put. Uh, let's hear, let's hear some more music here. We got two more songs to listen to because we got to get to these people who have their thoughts to chime in with. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, and so let's hear Four Winds. This is off of Casadaga. <laughs> When he like he played that at at the Forest Hills show, but I could be. He did. He didn't. He didn't know it. He got about three wins, and then (laughs) couldn't get the fourth one. Three sheets to the win. Yeah, yeah, it really was. (laughs) (laughs) But that's still my man, though. You know, that's my man. Like. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, my guy. (laughs) But. But yeah, no, I love when he uh, when he kind of dips into like a little bit of like twangy, like honky tonky mm-hmm. country. He's like, man, he's he's awesome. I think it gives him a little any man when he whenever he can get more validity, like in terms of like um, that's when he's he's great. You know, when mm-hmm. when the music isn't just like barely there and it's just him quivering, uh, he's awesome. Yeah, that's I remember <laughs> hearing that song for the first time because. It was kind of like in that place where a lot of indie musicians, like he'd already had like three albums that everyone like liked, and so where people usually yeah. kind of fuck up, um, or where yes. careers like really stall. I remember hearing that song specifically from Casadega and being like, "Oh shit, he is throwing fastballs," because <laughs> that is like what that's probably yes. a top five song of his for me, and it's like pretty. It comes like later in the catalog than you'd think it would for a song that is that good. Yeah, and it's different at that point. Yeah. Like then he like does more of like that sort of a sound, mm-hmm. but up until that moment, like he's not doing that kind of sound all too often. And like it really shows, like oh man, he can do this too. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that no, that was a that's just a that's just a straight up banger. Yeah. Uh, we got one more song here. It is Ariana Trench. And here it goes. Well, they better save some space for me In that growing cottage industry Where selfishness is currency People spend more than they make 
Yeah, album, 2020. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just he's his career's been going for so long. It's like crazy. Yeah, just to keep <laughs> putting out new shit for that long. It's amazing. Uh, Tom, you were cracking up at one point. Sorry, I found at? I found something because I was I remembered that somebody because uh, I was trying to remember for some reason if we had rated uh, Bright Eyes before. I don't know why I got this in my head. And I I remembered that we had this uh, blog. That somebody started where they, uh, it's elite travel blog.com. Uh, thanks to this guy who, um, like collects our ratings. And I was like, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's still going. And I looked it up and they have an article that's called the six most controversial moments on stand by your band. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, it really cracked me up. <laughs> the, the first one says, <laughs> Tommy tries to. It says Tommy tries to impress actor from school. Of rock. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh Gives Hillary Duff a six out of six. <laughs> <laughs> that is such oh, a funny so way funny. to frame. Sorry, <laughs> 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 uh, that's the hardest one. Oh my lord! Uh, it's, a really, it's a great list. I highly recommend. Uh, maybe we could talk about it on the Patreon yeah. or something. <laughs> it's a funny list. Uh, anyways, <laughs> those are the four songs from Friday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was I like that one. That one's that was a, that was a good little uh, good little ditty. And his, the fact that it's like newer is is wild. I did not realize that when I was listening to it from. Uh, down in the weeds where the world once was 2020 in fact it was uh wait oh i thought it said march 2020 for a second i was like this is oh it's august of uh, 2020 interesting stuff um okay <laughs> we uh we do have some comments to get to from the people who listen to this show they like to chime in as well they don't they don't just want to listen they demand to be heard and uh First, we go to the Patreon. Get on the old Patreon. We got bonus episodes and all that good stuff, uh, and uh, ad free and all that good shit. Uh, and you also get your thoughts guaranteed to be read. The first one here is from Cody Chadwick, who says ninety ninety percent of my playlists are sad music. A lot of Elliot Smith and We Are Nowhere, and it's now kind of scratches that same itch. Unrelated, but I'm gonna need a rad dude cast reunion soon. Ooh. I said that. Oh, whoa, okay, I agree, dude. 
Some yeah. of my favorite episodes of anything are, are you boys just riling each other up. <laughs> Good time. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. Man, thanks so much. That's so uh, kind of you. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely love to do a Rad Dudecast reunion, but um, Greg won't. Greg hasn't talked to either one of us. Um, yeah, he's he's fucked up. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's <laughs> been the issue. He's too busy buying <laughs> yeah. Batman figurines, apparently. <laughs> yeah, 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 Greg... Greg um mm-hmm. has Greg wrote two letters that he both mailed to Brendan and I that we each got that um specifically cited how he wishes he could get the last ten years of his life back. <laughs> and how he called us a plague within the biosphere, which was his memory. Damn, He's not a great writer. Bad. Those yeah. were his words. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I actually, this is embarrassing, but I actually spent, I don't know, a couple of days ago, I, I spent about uh, 45 minutes before I went to bed just watching some of our old clips. And oh, laughing. man. How yeah. sad is that? I was like, hey, these guys are hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I liked it. I used to, especially during the pandy, I got into listening. I might go back and give some of the old episodes to listen because I was... I had you boys in my ears. I was I was playing two K at night. It was a good time. Just having some yeah. whiskey with a big old stogie, thinking about <laughs> all the problems with all the genders in this world, and listening to you boys rip it up. Yeah, yeah, it was so fun. The early ones, the early ones are great because they're like we. That's when we were doing a podcast for like us and mm-hmm. podcasts at that point hadn't yet taken off as like a means of like yeah. uh, um currency with a million dollars yeah 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 sure so like i think we did eight in a row where we were all babies on a spaceship <laughs> so there's like a lot of there's a lot of like high concept impossible to wrap your head around and then us not really being like trained improvisers completely breaking scenes <laughs> sure. talking to each other it's, a, it's an absolute mess <laughs> it's a great time no truly especially you when you two would get on one and then piss uh brennan on it's it's just yeah. a great just such yeah. a funny show great dynamic between you boys yeah, that was um, the crux, and then Brendan went to the psych ward, and then was mm-hmm. like, "I don't want to do this anymore." And we were like, "All right, well, I guess," because a lot of it was Greg and me making Brendan as mad as possible. And then <laughs> Brendan was like, "No, I really want to kill myself," and we were like, "All right, cool, we'll we'll we'll, we'll scale back." <laughs> Highly recommend listening to that. Um, all right, next comment is from JV, who says, saw them live somewhere around 2009, and at one point during their set, Connor Ober said, in the, in art, there are innovators and there are imitators, and I wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> 100%. That's where he has to be in a room where he writes the things down and then says them. Yes. Mm-hmm. When he goes off the cuff, he yeah. is uh, insufferable. Like mm-hmm. even I even at Carnegie Hall, he's at Carnegie Hall. He's on a piano. It's like everyone's older. He said something about Trump where everyone was like, ay, ay, ay. like, <laughs> you know, like where. Yeah. Like almost like what we were joking around about the vaccine and like wokeness, yeah, yeah. like like he like really was like the real disease in this country is racism. And oh, the only yeah. cure is like empathy. And like, There's I'm a doctor. I'm Dr. Music, you know, like, you're (laughs) just like, this is awful. He says a lot of annoying shit. uh, He does. Uh, Strawn Cole or Strahan Cole says, I'm wide awake. It's morning still. Absolutely fucks. 
Lua is beautiful, mm-hmm. especially the duet version with Jillian Welsh on The Dark Was the Night compilation. They sang Lua uh, when I saw Better Oblivion. They sang Lua, and it was uh, beautiful. Oh, man. Him and Phoebe, and that was fucking awesome. That album, too, is like such a great New York album. Mm-hmm. You know, like you like like if you listen to like Interpol or like the stroke, there's just certain bands or there's certain albums where you're like, man, this just captures New York. And like I'm uh, I'm wide awake, man. It was just like I remember listening to it growing up in Jersey, close to New York and being like, oh, I want to live there like that. That seems perfect. Uh, well put. Uh, next comment is from Jason, who says, love the band, but Connor is a complete mess right now. I saw them at, <laughs> at When We Were Young Fest last year, and he was visibly drunk and high the whole set. He was slurring his words and rambling nonsense the whole time, bragging about how much they paid him and how he hated being Ooh. there. I hope he gets the help he needs. Yeah, this is a tough thing with this guy, because it's like, I feel for a dude who's like, I was reading about the shit that happened in May in Houston yeah. where he did a song and a half and then they did karaoke or whatever yeah. and then they had to refund everybody and it's like I'm not here to make fun of a dude for going through that shit that sucks it seems like he's not well or as our friend Rob but, Thomas uh, would say a little unwell you're <laughs> 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 not crazy I always forget that he's your friend. <laughs> yeah, he's our buddy. He's been kind of annoying. Lately. He's our buddy. He's trying to hang out all oh, you, Earlier when you said you were at, had that radio show at 3 a.m., I was to <laughs> say, my friend Rob yeah. Thomas tends to get a little lonely around that hour. <laughs> Ever since Tom moved, he's like, look, you need a new pal. Come hang with me. And I'm like, chill. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rob used to call in to the radio show. And he used to go, hey, guys, I'm lonely. And we go, like, right, it's 3 a.m. Rob, right. go to sleep, man. That's why you're so fucking lonely. I got a cure for you. Yeah. Everybody's a <laughs> Friend of the show, Josh Murphy, says, in the same way people say, good job, Einstein, when a person does something stupid, I always thought saying, good job, bright eyes, would be a good (laughs) insult for people who don't see well and mess something up because of it. Connor Ober seems very annoying, but he makes pretty good music sometimes. Well put, Josh. And finally, on the Patreon, Madeline uh, Morix, or I'm sorry, Madeline, or Madeline, uh, fucking this up. Uh says i just described bright eyes the other day as a perfect music uh as perfect music to wander around on a drunk walk home to and i love it lol yeah mm-hmm. tommy you have experience with that what's <laughs> <laughs> tommy you're the neighborhood lush why don't you tell us one of your uh, wrangled tales <laughs> well, me and uh, me and friend of the show bobby condon do always talk about good walking home songs and uh, i would yeah. say a lot of this falls into that category yeah. yeah. What do you think makes it such a good walking home song, a drunk walking home song? Um, usually it is a sad song, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the main qualifier. A sad song <laughs> that you already like and know. And uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be, those would be the main qualifiers, I would say. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, that's it for the Patreon. Uh, you know, I don't. Listen, I think many of you could replace this 
drunk, sad, walking home music with a drunk, sad, walking home <laughs> Patreon episode of Stand By Your Man by getting on the Patreon for only $3 a day a month. Uh, that's it for the Patreon uh, comments, though. We have some on Facebook. Do we get any on the old Twitter? A few on Mac Twitter. Man? We got Austin said, it's morning and I'm wide awake as a certified classic. He fumbled the bag. And then he said, apparently not enough of a classic <laughs> to where I get the title right. Where's the edit button, Elon? <laughs> um, friend of the show, Terrence Hartnett, said the opening two-minute monologue on At the Bottom of Everything at the bottom of everything is Ernest and Cringe. And, uh, yep, a lot of Ernest and Cringe in the Oberst, in the Oberst mm-hmm. Uvra. Yeah. Uh, Death Goldblum yeah. said, never heard the music, but I've watched Conan smash his guitar and say, you don't fucking talk to me. You're a fucking PA <laughs> maybe 50 times. So they did this bit where <laughs> Connor Oberst was the, was the PA backstage at Conan. Mm-hmm. And it's a very funny video. You should look it up. It's on the air. Oh, that's video. hilarious. I've never seen that. Yeah. Um, funny, funny stuff. George Allen says, Bright Eyes is the band, the girl you were in love with in 2005. The, is the band, the girl you were in love with in 2005 and had no chances with loved. So you sat through it album after album to get close to her, but it didn't work out because you weren't a cosplay monotone heroine musician ripping off Elliot Smith. Damn. Oh, wow. He went in. And then Jared said also Whoa. he was to 2005's Taylor Swift to white females with less branding and daddy's access to cash and opportunities. George went hard in on him. Damn. George, Damn. what the wow. hell, man? He used every character. <laughs> Connor's not even a Nepo baby. <laughs> I know, that's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, he's not though. I don't. Think. That's what he's saying. He's not. He's saying. Maybe. He's like oh, yeah, Taylor yeah, yeah, Swift. Yeah. But the, I, I really don't. Now I, I see. I don't think I it really seems, tracks, But yeah. yeah, I honestly I think seems like a bad. It seems like a guy who had a bad time in Omaha <laughs> and it's taking it out on <laughs> Connor Overs. <laughs> it does lead into the first Facebook comment here, which is Zachary Hunt, who says Elliot Smith was better. A lot of Bay people, bones. yeah. A lot of people are, yeah. are big. Elliot. I never was a big Elliot Smith person. I, I think I never just gave it enough of a chance. But a lot of people mm-hmm. hold that uh, opinion. We should I do think. A, an Elliot Smith episode because I don't know a lot about uh, about him either. Um, yes, same. Larry Fulford says I got into them way late, having assumed by Connor's hair I would hate them. Mistake. So good. And his solo ruminations album. Got me through some real rough shit for better than a year. Ruminations nice. is fucking amazing. I love that album. Um, yeah. And he also he did a really cool thing where he put out this album where it's just like piano and harmonica and guitar, and it's all just him doing it. And then the next year he put out Salutations, which is just all those songs with a full rock band. And it's the same mm-hmm. album. just all. It's, it's very cool. And both are really good and uh, give you different things. Yeah. R- Ruminations, I think, is the one that he's like, uh, it's the least... I, I think he's like lyrically, he's at his best in terms of like he seems wisest in what he's mm-hmm. saying. Like, like the other ones, like you know, he'll say an embarrassing thing, he'll stumble onto this like just like beautiful idea or line. And ruminations, like he actually, you're like, oh wait, I think I'm talking to like a 35. Yes, for you sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Zach Peterson says Omaha boys. Yeah. I don't know why I said it like that, but yeah, <laughs> Omaha boys. Uh, Brittany Renee says my favorite breakup music. Yep. And finally, this is a long one from Tarek Bay that I'm going to read. 
I loved Eric. He says, uh, I loved Bright Eyes in high school, still do, but I used to, too. And I Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Uh, and I always say that I learned how to play guitar almost entirely by teaching myself Bright Eyes songs during my teenage years. So, yeah, it's safe to say that I'm not an extremely talented guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I finally saw Bright Eyes live for the first time when I was a freshman at the IU Auditorium. Several of us waited outside near the tour bus after the show, hoping to meet the band. People slowly started to give up and trickle out over the course of about an hour. At that point, I decided to sprint back to my apartment and grab a record I wanted to get signed. When I got back, they still hadn't come out of the bus to meet fans. Uh, after what seemed like two hours, there were only about five of us left waiting. And when we saw the tour bus door open, uh, that's when we saw the tour bus door open. Very excited, we all watched as a band member, or roadie, I don't know, stepped out of the bus, set an empty Mother Bear's pizza box on the ground, and get back in the bus. <laughs> Then we all watched as they drove away into the night. <laughs> so they were on the bus the, the whole point. time. They weren't. Oh, yeah, that's so and they, funny. And then they just threw a pizza box out <laughs> on the street. <laughs> that's brutal. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, Jesus. I, and he says, I was annoyed that we waited so long, so I figured I should at least get something out of it for my patients. So I grabbed the Mother Bear's pizza box, took it back to my apartment, and listed it on eBay as a pizza box used by Bright Eyes. Nobody bought it, and I eventually <laughs> threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long seen, it was that they held on to that pizza box. I've seen Connor play a handful of other times in the past 17 years, and the performance has always been great, but I learned my lesson that I haven't bothered to wait outside since that first show. Bright Eyes is still one of my favorite bands, though. That is quite a tale, yeah, Derek. Wow. <laughs> that is funny to post, because you could just buy a... <laughs> Mother Bear's Pizza and <laughs> yeah, uh, pretend it was Bright No way to verify box. that. Yeah. Unless <laughs> <No. laughs> get forensics involved. It also is a bad look on that whoever that roadie is that they were just like, hey, fuck this box <laughs> and just threw it out on the ground. <laughs> hey, we don't know what the box did but to hey, him. <laughs> that's true. True. Yeah, you should see the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, <was a> <laughs> that is a nice little shout out to Mother Bear's Pizza, though. Great pizza place in Bloomington. Go check it out if you you know the place if you live in bloomington it's a staple baby um but that brings us to the end of the show here which means we get our your final thoughts on bright eyes anthony what do you got for us oh he's uh there's never been as good a songwriter as since bob dylan there you would go. you say that that white boy um, puts you in a vacation headspace <laughs> every time that's i know him as a, a vacation headspace in the white boys i guess he's known to the world as bright eyes god what fucking vacation is that <laughs> brutal vacation uh no this was a this is a great time uh we I feel like this wasn't uh, necessarily an appreciation episode, so I feel like I can give a rating here. I enjoyed most of this. Um, I did not love the first song, but we, you know we talked about it. I'm gonna go with a nice little four out of six for Bright Eyes. What do you What do you think, Tommy? This is uh, one of one of my big one of my big bands, so I have to go six out of six as I try to impress wow, <laughs> School of Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just glad that I'm finally being recognized for my moments in School of Rock. Uh, <laughs> I played <laughs> played one of the little girls. <laughs> <laughs> I I forget my name in it, but yeah, <laughs> definitely a tiny girl with a flute. Yeah, um, that really cracked me up. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> you never seen School of Rock? It's a no, I have. I have. I've seen it hundreds of times. 
Um, I watch it every day. (laughs) 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 Oh, Anthony, you get to rate the playlist out of six as well. Oh, six. I mean, yeah, this was my playlist, and I think he's he's the greatest musician of all time. (laughs) Uh, I do. (laughs) Oh, even if really doubling down, up a level. (laughs) Absolutely. If 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 I didn't make this seem like an appreciation episode the whole time, he's the greatest of all time. You can. Oh no, you appreciate it for sure. Oh, okay. uh, Well, yeah, come. And I do think the that there's some guff given to Bright Eyes, so it's, oh, it would sure. be yeah. disingenuous. Yeah. Oh, everybody, yeah, everybody I've ever met hates his guts, <laughs> and I've, I'm the, the and I've fought every one of them, every single one of them. I've, I've, you I've, are battered and bruised. People on the, yeah. The, oh yeah, actually. I don't know how to fight. I've spent many days in the we hospital. Have a surprise guy. for you, Anthony. At the, <laughs> I post made it over some guys who are there to fight you about. <laughs> 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 Postmates is doing all kinds of shit. That's so funny. If you could call, hey Postmates, can you yell at my wife for something I'm afraid to yell at her about? <laughs> it's a car full of guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, we got to wrap this thing up. But would you like to plug some stuff on the way out of here, Anthony? Oh sure. Uh, yeah. Just watch my uh, stand-up special on YouTube called Brain Noise. Yes, uh, it's, it. Anthony's truly one of the funniest people in the goddamn world. We love him, and we appreciate you coming on, my man. This is a, this is a great time. I needed this. I'm out I'm in this fucking man. cesspool of filth <laughs> with all these Hollywood uh, nobodies. <laughs> um, it's a it's a terrible, sinful place out here. No one should. Misky was right, but there's so many nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I will be in Milwaukee this weekend uh, at the Laughing Tap. So come out to that. I'll be in Arizona sometime next week at Stir Crazy Comedy Club. And, uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of road shit coming up. So go to my website and see where I'll be at. Dallas Comedy Club this summer. A lot of fun stuff. I'm bringing some merch, finally. It's going to be a good time. And get on the Patreon. Tommy, what do you got? Yeah, get on the Patreon. Follow me on Instagram and stuff. I post when I do shows. And uh, that is all I got to say. (laughs) Beautifully said. (laughs) Uh, Great episode, boys. This is a great time. We'll see you guys next week. Keep it crispy. Bye.